You're listening to a message from Pastor Kenny Garrett recorded at a live service at the General Baptist Church God's House of Prayer located in Fairborn, Ohio. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, we'll read down through 5. Stand with me, if you will. Second Corinthians 10, verse 3, down to verse 5. And the Bible says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Will you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for this wonderful day you've given us, for the chance to assemble here. I pray, Lord, uh, that you anoint me to preach a message you've given, anoint ears to hear, hearts to understand, draw us each closer to one another as you draw us closer to yourself. And we will never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we are together, Sunday morning. And I'm sure that you've spent the week just in a wonderful way, no worries, nothing going on in your mind. Uh, Everything's smooth sailing. I say that with a chuckle because we know uh, that that is not the case. and uh, Things are going on in the world which are very troublesome. Uh, It's very hard for us to watch the news, to understand what is happening, and worry and anxiousness overtake us. It's in times like these that uh, we as Christians should be together and communicating. Sometimes that's difficult. I'm sure that you will agree with me that Christians can be very hard on one another, especially when one of those Christians makes a bad or a foolish choice. Uh, One of the ways that we're hard on them is to immediately jump to the conclusion that they don't really belong to Christ at all. And we reason that people who experience some strongholds in their life are not really Christians. Those who haven't experienced those certain issues often condemn those who are caught up in the wiles of the adversary. I do not need to remind any of us that we are not perfect. You and I walk and live in human flesh. And like every other person, we have to deal with things on our jobs, in our businesses, in our families. I know that I've been dealing with family issues for weeks now, and it seems like every other day some other family members very upset with me about something, and then on top of that, we have to deal with uh, the everyday people that we meet. And all of this, we have to know one thing, that we do not war with other flesh and blood. We do not war with the people around us. We do not war according to the flesh or with natural weapons. I promise you that trying to wage war in the flesh, will not lead to spiritual results. You might uh, win a battle by punching someone in the mouth, but you will lose the war by giving in to negative spirits of anger, violence, and getting even. God says 
Basically, in his word, God tells us over and over again to calm down, to settle down. He says specifically, vengeance is mine. I shall repay, saith the Lord. And when Paul writes the scriptures that we read uh, this morning, he penned this, he wrote this, the Holy Spirit told this to a church, to a group of professing believers. He was writing to a congregation, to a fellowship of church people. He's dealing with people who are saved and are in Christ. And therefore, when he spoke in regards to the matter of strongholds, he was speaking to an area that encompasses every one of God's people. You and I may not share the same strongholds and uh, battlefields in our mind, things that bother me uh, may not upset you or bother you, or you don't have to deal with those, but we're all common in the reality that each one of us has a struggle with something. The word stronghold means to harden or to make hard. It describe, describes an entrenchment or a fortress. So in a spiritual life, the Bible's talking about a hard place spiritually for you to be in. It's a battleground. It's, it's an unbending place, a fortress uh, to be fought over, an area to be contended for. A stronghold is any place in our life that seems to be an area of contention. Is there anything that poses a threat to our spiritual progress or our spiritual maturity? That's a question you must ask yourself. If any person, place, predicament, or problem hinders, harbors, or holds us in its clutches and impedes us with our, from our full potential in Christ... When you and I ignore these strongholds, we give room to the devil to use those for sources of violence and negative behavior. See, the power for good comes from a source outside ourselves. The outside source of all that is good is God. Our power to make good decisions comes from God as he pours out his spirit into us and uh, we remember in the text what we read, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And if they're not carnal, then we understand them to be spiritual. And when that spiritual truth illuminates the strongholds that are inside of us, it's sometimes hard to accept. That can be a painful process to a Christian to deal with uh, what we have inside of us. It's so easy to allow our past and how we were raised to negatively affect the rest of our lives. Now, your past and my past may explain why we're suffering, but it is not an excuse for you and I to stay in bondage. You may have some major strongholds in your life that need to be torn down. And let me encourage you today by saying that God is on your side. There is a war going on and your mind is the battlefield, but the good news is that God is fighting the fight and God is for you and not against you. Our weapons are not carnal, praise the Lord. Think about what weapons are designed to do. They're designed to destroy and serve as a form of defense or attack and when we give in to our flesh or our natural nature, we fight with words and physical blows. And some people might think that this is really 
going to solve a problem, but it only creates more problems. Our warfare is not fought with guns or bullets or fists or hurtful words. And words can be just as powerful as guns and bullets and fists. And the Apostle Paul reminds us, every believer, that our weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we must rely on God in times like these. Acts chapter 2 verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost. We know through God's word and promise that we have power. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. But if we ignore him and act on our own, the power for true victory lies dormant inside us. The untapped source of power is not active, and we fall prey to the flesh and the using of our flesh by our adversary, the devil, and carnality. The Word of God teaches us that we must hear the Word of God and that we must obey the Word of God. The Word is our weapon, the sword of the Spirit. These are our strongholds in our life. Uh, only God, through prayer, through the reading of his word, through communication with him, through intimacy with your creator, can you truly root out the strongholds in your life. Being set in one ways is a kind of a mental stronghold. Being locked into some type of religious doctrine or tradition is a stronghold. Being closed-minded is a stronghold. The Word of God and the Spirit of God are powerful weapons for pulling down these strongholds of the mind. Satan will, of course, sow seeds of doubt. He can be successful in cultivating and growing these seeds, and their final state will bring forth more strongholds, will bring a harvest of everything contrary to the Word of God. The Word says that our weapons are powerful for pulling down the strongholds. Praise God for His Word and His Spirit today. To use this, you must be familiar with the Word of God. It is a mighty, vast weapon that you and I have. We have to know about it. We have to use it properly. You have to know what you have, and you have to know where it is. Paul says the weapons that we've been given are for warfare, but we have to use them. God has given us the power, but he's not also going to turn the switch on for us, just like DPNL will send the power to your home, but they're not going to come by, send somebody by and turn on and turn off your light switch for you. You already have the power that God has promised us to win and to tear down these strongholds. When you were born again, the Holy Spirit came. Christ came into you, and we are fully equipped as the church today. The problem is we don't understand what the Word of God is, what the power that God has given us, and we must do that. We come to that understanding by participating 
in the life of the church. It's how we learn to tap in to this power. Testimonies. That's why we're uh, so big on testimonies here. We love to hear what God is doing in your life and what God has brought you through and what God is continuing to work and to bless you with. We learn from that. We understand from that. We grow with your testimonies. In your life, the Word of God and the Holy Spirit are the power for pulling down things that are too strong for you to handle. Even after you're saved, the devil can come at you like the Bible says, a roaring lion. He can gain a stronghold in your mind, and when he does, he hangs on and he will not let go. These strongholds in your mind keep you in bondage, unforgiveness, envy, jealousy, strife, resentment. We have to rely on the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, for casting down the things that are of darkness so the light of Christ can shine in you and through you. We look at verse 5 again. It says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Paul is reminding us and challenging us to protect and guard our minds. If you watch the news, if you turn on the television, if you scroll through a device, you see all over the screen, time and time again, every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And you and I must bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We must do that in ourselves. And that's how we change the world, one by one, sharing the gospel communicating the gospel, telling a lost and a dying world that a Savior came and died for them on Calvary and that they can have life and have it more abundantly. And one by one, once we start telling that message, once more people start to know Christ, then we see the change in the world that we so long to see. And the Word of God has that power. You have to know what the Word of God says. You have to know what's written in the Bible. You have to speak what the Word of God says. Nobody can do this for you. You have the power. The power has been given to you, and you must make the decision whether you're going to live victoriously or you're going to live in a defeated manner. You have to decide. Whether or not you will live in the prison of your negative thinking or in the bright sunshine and freedom that Christ freely gives. You must take the knowledge of God that you've been taught from the Word of God and let it rule your life rather than letting your wrong thinking and twisted imaginings rule your actions. You must not allow yourself to sit in the congregation, every time the doors of the church are open and hear and learn nothing. Hearing the word of God and not obeying it creates a playground for the devil. You have to be educated in the ways of God, the things of God, the knowledge of God. That's why you come to church. You must take in and digest and use every part 
of our Christian education in heavenly things. You're supposed to learn. Disciples are learners. A true disciple takes techniques and teaching and makes and applies them to his or her life in order for them to work. You have that power in you. God has given it to you if you're born again. You don't have to think or dwell on something that you know exalts itself above God. You know the truth. You've been taught the truth. And you fill your mind with what the Word of God says. And as the Bible says, the truth shall make you free. We need to speak the Word of God into our lives. Say what God says in His Word. When thoughts that oppose the Word of God are whispered, when thoughts come into your mind that you start to think you're all alone and you don't have anyone to care for you, you realize what Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And we practice using the word uh, when things like that oppose the truth, when things like that creep into our mind and oppose the word of God, we must practice using and saying the word of God into our life. That practice breeds confidence. That practice produces confidence. That practice in the word of God produces confidence in your spiritual life in everything you touch and everything you do. And as my favorite musician, Bill Monroe, said, practice every chance you can. He, of course, was talking about music, and I'm talking about spiritual things, but the idea is the same. You never let up and you never stop. We practice speaking the Word of God and let the Word build your confidence in trusting God and embracing the knowledge of God. Satan has to know that you know what's written in the Bible. You cannot address Satan and fend off Satan with things you've made up in your mind. You cannot combat the devil and his forces with things you've created in your own mind. You must have knowledge and speak the word of God. That's when Christ was tempted by Satan. Jesus said, it is written. It is written. And that's how we wage spiritual warfare. We must do the same. We must know what God has written in his word. Now, if you get control of your life and stop bending to imaginations and feelings and emotions, and trust God and the Word of God and the knowledge and the truth that's found in the Bible. And start pulling down these strongholds. It can uh, be uncomfortable. Warfare, spiritual warfare can be uncomfortable to say the least. And you and I as human beings might prefer to see these strongholds just converted or remodeled. A new paint job, a window, some comfy seating. And changed around so that we don't have to get rid of them, but we, they're not as bad as they used to be. But the Bible talks about strongholds being torn down, that they need to be demolished, that they cannot be converted or remodeled or changed or used for the good. You see uh, some people ministering from a platform of pride or channeling their anger into their preaching or finding an outlet for their lust for power inside the church. And there are countless ways that strongholds are remodeled 
converted and painted over and then trotted out and used and presented as something that's useful to the kingdom. And that's what Paul is specifically saying to the church in Corinth, that these strongholds cannot be converted or changed around, but must be torn down. And the only way to do that is through the power of God. God gives us everything that we need in our lives. Our weapons of warfare are not weapons that we can see or touch or taste or smell. They're not man's weapons. They're spiritual weapons. Our armor is truth, integrity, righteousness, the reality of the gospel, faith, and salvation. And our weapons are the word of God and prayer. We can each choose this freedom by choosing obedience to God, His word and His way. He's on our side, and we win this war through intimacy with God, through praise and worship, direct confrontation with the enemy, the devil and his forces. James, in the book of James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8 says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So you and I know that the Word of God pulls down strongholds. Quoting Scripture, it is written, pulls down strongholds and sin and negative thinking in your life. The Bible says, soft answer turneth away wrath. That pulls down strongholds. Love your enemy pulls down strongholds. Letting go and letting God take over pulls down strongholds. Participating in the life of the church pulls down strongholds. Will you stand with me?